Va a pegarle Ronaldinho Gaucho. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. ¡Golazo! ¡Golazo! Elias, also known as the FPL Mason. We got over here Hassan Alaywan, also known as FPL Sheikh. And we also have Hassan Atwe, who's also known as FPL Engineer. And today we'll be, t- we'll be starting our first ever podcast. We'll be discussing a bit about each of our teams. We'll be discussing a bit about what happened in game week two walking into game week three and beyond. We'll also be <laughs> speaking about our ups and downs, how every single one of us had a bit of misery. Some had a bit of luck. <laughs> But other than that, uh, I'll be talking a bit about my history. Uh, I've been playing FPL for about 10 years now, and I've had around two, 7.5K finishes in two different occasions. Hassan, uh, you can talk a bit about yourself. Good evening, guys. Uh, my name is Hassan. I'm the FPL Sheikh. I've been playing FPL for about five years now, since the Lister season. Uh, I'm not the greatest FPL manager, but I have a lot of passion for the game. I like talking about the game more than even playing the game. Uh, I have some top 100k finishes. I'm not as good as the other guys in the squad. So I'm basically here to talk, learn, and share some ideas, and hopefully uh, help other people uh, building their strategy going forward. Uh, Atwe, you can take it from here. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been uh, playing FPL for around uh, this, I guess, my eighth season. Uh, I finished uh, in the last. Uh, five seasons uh, top 100k or top 90k to be exact two of them were around uh, top 10k and the last season i finished around uh, 53k uh, you know this this season uh, this season has has uh, has, al- has already uh, showed showed me that uh, my team can be uh, good in one week and really bad in other um, another week which we will go in details uh, soon <laughs> uh, yeah, how uh, Elias? How was your game week one and two? How did you prepare for the uh, uh, for this season? To be honest, mate, uh, my strategy going into the season was mainly look at the fixtures and work around flexibility. So, uh, from my team, I have Aubameyang and Salah. I also have Kane, and I also have TAA. Those are the highest-priced players in every single position, uh, apart from goalkeeper. And this is what I usually like to do in case I want to switch things up. Uh, there's room to go down, let's say, from a Kane to a Werner, from a Kane to an Ings, or from an Oba to a KDB. I started out with two big hitters in midfield because I just wanted to check how United and City would perform during the, the first couple of weeks, see what they would offer. And uh, it, it's, been, it's been a decent enough strategy until now. I've racked up about 159 points over the 
beginning two weeks and going into the third week, uh, things look decent. Uh, Hassan, uh, tell me a bit about you, mate. How, how was your strategy going into this season? We've all been hearing about your uh, double Liverpool <laughs> in in the back. Talk to talk to us a bit about it. Um, this season, I chose to go big at the back. The reason is my strategy was to build a team that has as much premiums as possible. If you take a look at my team, I have two Liverpool defenders, DAA and Robertson. Uh, I built my team around this. Uh, I have premiums in each position, two premium midfielders, two premium attackers, and two premium defenders. And I also took a punt on Foden at the start of the season, and I benched him for game week one because I thought he might be a gem in City's midfield with Silva gone and Foden, who was promised this position by Pep for so many years, I thought this season was the season for Foden. Game week two could not prove anything, of course, because Bernardo Silva is still coming back from uh, his injury. Uh, we have Gundogan, who's, who has COVID. But it was a good sign that he played, and he actually did very well. He played on the wing, he played centrally, and I'm optimistic about his chances going forward. Uh, right now, let's just to put it mildly, my game week two was abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as I was saying before, the problem was not with the people I own, the players I own, it was the players that I don't own. Of course, I transferred out Inks for Martial, who scored two goals. Uh, and I did not have any Everton asset. I did not I did not have any Spurs asset. So that was a, basically a rank killer. But looking forward, I have a strong core and I believe I can ride this variance for game week two and move forward uh, hopefully with as at least as least as less uh, yeah I, I don't want a wild card that basically that's it I don't want a wild card <laughs> so yes. that's that a decision that's a decision that's really tough uh, I think Atui uh, had that those thoughts at the beginning of the season after game week one he had uh, game week one and game week two that were as different as night and day Atui walk us through it mate <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went into game week one with a um, with couple of uh, pre premiums and a couple of differentials. Uh, I tried to make um, my team as balanced as possible. I went only Trent uh, at the back and uh, I preferred Davis and Vinegra to Justin and Sace, which went completely wrong in game week one. In the mid, I went with Manny over Salah, which also went wrong in game week one. And of course, Uba and Werner. And they chose a couple of differentials like DCL and Pereira. Now, I only scored, I guess, 46 points in game week one. And I had like, okay, now I should deactivate or now I should delete my team. Uh, or I should press that uh, wildcard button, but no, but, but I remember that I've built my team around uh, four to six game weeks. So, um, and I looked at my team to game week two and I saw it should be 
it's pretty decent. It should score good. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect this mega hole triple digit uh, score. So uh, uh, I scored uh, uh, 111 and 11 points in game week two. Where I, I was a bit lucky because I I completely forgot or I I don't know what happened. But the captain uh, captaincy was on. Uh, Dominic Carvet Lewin, which scored a hat trick, and also Son provided me with 24, 25 points, and Manny also bagged a brace. So it was uh, like uh, points all around my squad, well, excepting the defense. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really good game week, and it proved that sometimes patience is really the key in, in, in FPL, especially for the first couple of game weeks where you have to just uh, uh, monitor what's happening and, uh, and trust your squad that you have uh, chosen for this, uh, for, this, uh, for this season. Congrats, so, Antwe, by the way. Uh, yeah. Congrats on your game week, uh, too. Yeah. We are all very happy for you. We're all very happy, you, but yeah. again, with all the happiness, all of us are like, yeah, that should not have happened. But eh, <laughs> it's still good, man. It's still good. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, was, I mean, Elias, was, Luis has zero points. So I really, he had, and McCarthy has zero points. So uh, it yeah, was not yeah. really yeah, a great okay, players with zero points, but the other players were like 20. Uh, I mean, 11. Yeah, <laughs> but, you didn't mention uh, Pereira, by the way. You did not mention yeah, Pereira. Yeah, yeah. Also, Pereira was brilliant, and uh, and uh, uh, not West Brom. Pereira had had a bit of a good game uh, versus Everton, and I, he bagged a goal and assist, I guess. Yeah, the assist was amazing. He's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but to be fair, to be fair, I, I guess what we can take from the first couple of game weeks is something that well. Both of you know what I'm about to say, and I've been playing this for about 10 years, and I'll say the same thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's no, it genuinely is, because if you look at how things are transpiring, most of the people invested coming into Game Week 2 in United Assets, and they were like, United are going to kick off where they left off from the restart. Uh, I mean, personally, I didn't consider any of the assets before I want before I saw them, because with COVID taking place, fitness has been an issue with a lot of different teams, and a lot of different teams are still checking out who they're gonna bring in. With United talking about Telus on the left, with United talking about who again with all the Sancho rumors, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix up at United, hence why I. Again, with my team, uh, my emphasis was, okay, are these guys starters? Yes. Are these guys going to take penalties such as Mitrovic, such as Salah, such as Kane? Yes. So that was what I, I was thinking about uh, mainly. And I started watching the couple of games during game week one, and I, th I really wanted Kai to do well. That was my only risk go going into the first game week. Uh, generally, Chelsea were all over the place. Werner had a few glimpses, but within the setup, it's a really new team. So I was watching Everton in the meantime, and I saw Jay Rodriguez doing quite well. And I was like, okay, he got decent key passes, decent movement. 
And thankfully, my transfer from Kite to J-Rod panned out well. But I guess, I guess, guys, for everybody that's hearing this, this is a, a quick summary of what happened in game week two, what, what our teams were doing, and it's been quite the ride. It doesn't feel like it's game week two going into game week three <laughs> because yeah. how many points have been, I mean, look at how many games have been scored, how many goals have been scored just in the Everton game, and the spread is huge. Wouldn't you say so, Hassan? I think it's been a roller coaster. Game week one and game week two were so different that you have to think uh, about game week three and going forward. What's what's the variance going to be like? You cannot even predict it right now. This is my main issue with wild carding right now. We don't have enough data. We don't have enough sample size. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, another make... point, I guess. Um... Like more than 40, 40 goals were scored in game week two. This exactly. won't happen again. I don't think so. Uh, and thankfully, <laughs> I got one of those goals. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's 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 what what game week one and game week two showed us uh, is that how fickle this season could be, especially with with COVID uh, on the cards. Mm. We cannot. It's it's really hard to predict. So keeping your free transfers, your wild card to as 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 late as possible is gonna be key, I think, to success and patience. We can see what Atwi did. Basically, Atwi, Atwi's first game week was was not rough. good at all. It was but rough. It what, was rough. What he basically did was nothing. He did nothing for game week two, and it paid off. So we need to learn from this. I need to learn to be patient. Uh, I, I I I dumped things from game week one just because. I had a pre-planned transfer from Engs to Martial. Looking at it now, I'm not gonna say I regret it because it was a decision based on post-restart form. Uh, but saying that, even Ole, he said that they were not fit physically. So for me, I'm gonna hold right now. Uh, hope that they are physically better the next game and uh, we move forward from there. Um, let's say that let's let's keep that. But a lot of people that are considering wildcarding, what teams would you be looking at if you're wildcarding? Pers- like what players would you be looking from there? And let's let's get this discussion going. Personally, I see Wolves up until game week nine. They're a nice bunch. Raul is the standout option up top. He's had he's had two goals in as many games. The lad has been taking most shots of the team until now. And I believe he's their premium. But uh, what about, I want to hear your your views on Podence. What do you think? Atwi, give me your opinion. Well, Podence at first, before game week one, I was expecting him to rotate with uh, Neto and Yota. But then uh, this Yota transfer came out of nowhere and uh, now Potens uh, really played really good in uh, game week one and game week two. He was like the standout player after Raul uh, or with Raul, uh, in my opinion. Uh, And he comes as a really good differential and at really good price. Like he's 5.5 and I guess he's selected 
less uh, less than five percent uh, by by the by the managers. So um, if you can't afford uh, to go uh, with Raul up front, and you and you have, for example, you have a free spot in the mid, or you have the um, some maximum now is injured, you can really go and do the switch between Podence uh, to uh, between the maximum and Podence. Uh, but uh, will yeah will he be like uh, start every game? I'm still not not so sure. But uh, but for now, at least for the short term, he's he's looking uh, as a good uh, but, uh, prospect. Okay. But um, for me personally, I believe he's worth the risk from Saint Maximin. Um. I'm not quite sure yet if I'd move from Pereira off of him personally. Because Pereira has set pieces in his locker. He's mainly the hub of West Brom uh, in terms of an attacking outlet. Um, Podence's stats, although not, although not uh, in volume great, they are, they are major. Him and Neto are actually quite uh, quite similar in terms of how many uh, how many keys passes they have had. But if you go through the eye test with Podence, you enjoy what you see. Let's talk about their their backline. Um, let's talk about their backline. Hassan, what do you think? Who do you, who would you invest in regarding Wolves in the back? At the moment, I. <laughs> I don't see anyone who is nailed and worth it. I mean, Cody is the most nailed on option at five, I think. Uh, yeah. Patricio is 5.5, so it's too much for a goalkeeper for me. Uh, on the right side, Traore is playing at right wing back, but with Semeru coming in, coming in now, we don't know how that's going to be. Their backline seems to be uh, a lot of unknowns right now. Sayis could be a liability as... As we saw, he gave up, uh, gave uh, gave away a penalty last uh, last night against uh, City. I'm not sure they, they should get clean sheets, but I'm not sure who to, who to go with at the moment. I see. I see it personally as Bolly is always going to be their main attacking guy. Like he's the highest ceiling out of the backline. Yeah. Uh, Code. Cody's, I mean, he's the club captain, if I'm not mistaken. He's the safe boring option if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm a dullard man. It, it always helps to be a dullard. <laughs> I, I, I mean, but, he, but he can have a couple. At five, at five million, you, you expect some attacking returns uh, from time to time. And Cody, yeah. he doesn't get much in the box. Saez, he, he has more attacking threat, but he's also weaker in defense. So Nuno could be tempted to drop him soon. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I get, I don't see that Nuno has already um, settled on his defense uh, lineup. Samedo is coming. Vinagra is still like uh, pushing for us for uh, for minutes. So I'm not sure. Uh, Marcara in Syria as well. Be, exactly, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not sure how he will be lining his defense every game week, but. Uh, with 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 walls you get a stable defense and uh, with those uh, easy or decent fixtures coming you can see that they can uh, grab a couple of clean sheets uh, during uh, the four or five next and uh, next game weeks all right 
Okay, uh, I guess that's one topic to cover. I guess the, there's another one to spice things up a bit, and it's to move away or not to move away from our already established big hitters, i.e. Salah and Oba, to KDB or not to KDB? To Sterling or not to Sterling? That is the question. Uh, personally, um, it's going to be a bit early to say, okay, this is definitely going to be my guy. Uh, I'd rather give it a bit more time because Sterling, as he's proven time and time again last season, he's, he's as explosive as they get in midfield. But uh, from my perspective, I'd want to see more of City. I want to see how Ferran comes into comes in and changes the the outlet. Uh, KDB, he's always going to get you key passes. He's always going to get you assists, and apparently he's on pens with Aguero out. So he's KDB's pens, more even... of the consistent guy. I'd say Sterling is if you want to risk it for a chocolate biscuit, he he'd be what you look for. But I think I'll be swapping. Um, Obasun. I'm not sure if it's this week or next week. I'm still waiting out. Son, for me, because I don't know him as well, is a big, big player that I'm looking at, especially with what he did uh, during the previous game week. Spurs, I'm not too convinced with at the minute, but Son statistically has outperformed every single Spurs asset. I, I don't remember I've ever seen Harry Kane get four assists in one game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there has the whole, to be the, of the last season, he only gets, he only got two assists, I guess. Yeah, um, I like to get four this uh, this game. Atwe, go ahead. Walk walk me through your your views regarding the big hitters in midfield. Well, look, um, I guess if you wanna if you wanna take off Aubameyang. It could be, it could be a good time now. Uh, we all know that Aubameyang versus the top, the, the top six teams, is is not as efficient as he when he plays the other uh, the other teams. Um, uh, I guess uh, concerning the city assets, for now I prefer KDB. Look, I, I watched uh, City versus Wolves. The City uh, played a very very good uh, first half. They could have scored three or four goals and finished the game. Uh, KDB uh, assisted and scored from the penalty. We we know he's on penalties since I guess the mid of last season or something. And then he also missed a really good chance. So, uh, but uh, you know, his his it's always going to be a tough comparison between him and Rahim and Rahim. But uh, yeah, I guess if you want. The safe pick, the consistent pick, that uh, the boring pick, the boring pick, please. Boring. Not, no, I don't think. I, I don't think thirteen points per game is boring. Yeah, yeah, I don't think KDB is boring. No, not at all. Ah, uh, is... you you should go with KDB. But if you want to go with with Raheem, you should expect that he may blank for a one game or one game or two games, and then uh, score twenty, for example, in a third one. Uh, and if you uh, and if you are lucky enough to uh, to captain him in, the, in that game, then you, uh, it's it's gonna you're gonna benefit from it. Uh, but uh, yeah, other city assets, I guess. Uh, now now we know Aguero could be out for one, 
one between one and two months. So Jesus is gonna, I guess, gonna play. He scored yesterday. Uh, it's also a good differential option if you wanna go uh, up front with a city asset. And also, uh, as uh, as Hassan knows, uh, he has Foden, so he should tell us why he thought of it and why mean, uh, of him. And uh, you mean, uh, why, you mean yeah, Foden? And he, he should he should conf- convince us uh, with yeah uh, for with getting Foden. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced, so I, I think I can convince you guys. Foden has been there for a while, and he, Pep always talks him up. And Silva's gone now. I think if Foden gets 20 to 25 starts, averages six points per start, we're talking about 120 to 180 points in average, in total. Uh, for 6.5, I don't think anyone else would be able to get this 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 much points. So uh, Foden for me is, is staying in my team for 38 game weeks, and he's gonna be joined by the best player in the game, <laughs> the the only essential player in my opinion. But is it is he essential from now? Is the question. Uh, KDB, if he plays in the number 10 role as he stated last night. It's gonna be more explosive than Raheem Sterling over the 38 game weeks. Plus, he is nailed. He's on penalties. Even if Aguero is back, he is on penalties. There's no doubt about it. I uh, I don't know. I'm not sure, man. I don't know. He I'm took the penalties. I remember last season. Uh, start. Even though Aguero, Aguero was, was on the field. A couple of penalties or so, and then uh, Kevin De Bruyne started taking them and started scoring them. Of course. He's not only on penalty kicks. He's on free kicks. And he's good at it, and he's on he's on corner kicks, and he's really good at it. So, yeah, but again, the dude had the dude. I think he had six key passes last game. He had great, great numbers. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I I, I I tweeted earlier today about KDB not having the best game week yesterday, and I was <laughs> I think I was misunderstood. You got some backlash about that. I did. I did. Listen, <laughs> listen. All I said was. His returns, his returns were a bit lucky because he he got a penalty, and his he got a ghost assist. So thirteen points overflattered him. But is he the best player in the game? I have no doubt in my mind. And at eleven point six, he's a steal. Uh, I would definitely go for him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say steal. I would say he's quite well priced. To be fair, but. Let's let's see. Uh, I'm more again. I'm I'm more or less uh, again. Uh, I think he'll score. I think he'll score more than Salah this, this season, and Salah is at twelve. So I think he's a steal. I'll me. remind you of that at the end whoa, of the season. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's, a <laughs> that's a big claim, mate. That's a big claim. Wait, but again, uh, we still have. We still. Uh, we're, we're still waiting for Silva, Bernardo Silva to come in. Mahrez to Mahrez to come in. So and uh, um, the the new guy uh, Torres, so uh, it's gonna be messy with Pep uh, Pep's rotation. So this is what I said. I I said if he plays in the number ten role the whole season, as he stated last last night, he stated that by the way. If he does that, then I don't think anyone should be without KDB. <laughs> I mean, it's at your own risk, but would you move away from Salah? No. Would you move away from Mane to do that? Would you double up with him and Sterling? 
Did Obama and, uh, Young really convince you guys? I mean, people were complaining that he was reclassified as a midfielder. I don't see him as a striker anymore at all. He's, he's basically yeah. a winger. So, uh, uh, yeah, personally, I see Oba. Again, the guy got scored a goal and he got an assist in his first two weeks. It's not the end of the world. But the price tag is my concern. Exactly. At that price point, you're going to expect someone to be captaincy material in order for you to keep him in this team. Salah, week one, I put, I gave him the armband and, well, <laughs> he did what he did. Yeah, it was and, a good decision, I think. Yeah, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, we didn't miss on that boat. But going, for, going forward... I'm not sure Oba's going to remain in my team. I, I, I've, again, I've yet to see Arsenal wow me in any aspect of the game. Even statistically, Oba hasn't put up the greatest numbers. In his first game, he had three shots. Uh, three shots, all of them were on target and he scored a goal. The second game, I think... The, the, the second first... game, Arsenal were, were not... And my opinion, Arsenal weren't as good as the first game. West Ham uh, were really better and they deserved more. West Ham dominated game. the game, yep. Exactly. West Ham dominated the game. Uh, but eventually they, 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 they got that uh, second goal and um, yeah, and they and they won it. But uh, <laughs> and that's why if you see if you see the fixtures coming for Arsenal, they have now Liverpool away, then Sheffield at home, then uh, then City away, then Leicester at, at home, then United away. So. Are you going to captain Aubameyang in any of these games? Maybe in game nope. week four versus Sheffield, maybe, but then no. I don't know. I Even don't, Sheffield. Don't Sheffield are a, hard, are a hard... Again, they're a tough team to face and they, they don't give up that many chances. Exactly. So, so if you're not going to captain your uh, 12 million uh, asset, then why have him at all? So I'm not sure. I I'm, I'm think I'm, I will be getting rid of... Um, Aubameyang this game week, but I haven't decided if I'm going to go with uh, with Kevin De Bruyne or um, uh, or Raheem or even United Asset. What worries me mostly about Oba is not that he's a bad finisher; he's the best finisher in the league. But he is. But uh, what, worries, what worries me? What worries me is, is he getting in the box enough to shoot? I mean, the, the dude was not in the box for. I mean, he was in the box for two or three times last last game. This is what's worrying me. He is basically he's, a midfielder right now. He's tracking back a lot, a lot for for a 12 million midfielder, and uh, he's he's playing uh, wide since the last year, and that's why he was classified as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess so. We'll we're gonna have to see during the next couple of weeks what happens. Uh, I personally am gonna make that decision. I believe this week. Either that or I probably will move one of my other midfield assets. I'm not sure. But uh, with City being discussed and Wolves as well, what about United? Um, For me, they just looked all over the place. Again, Bruno did keep his consistent numbers in terms of chance creation but even then in positioning in midfield the guy the guy had a lot of recoveries in midfield and I'm not sure I want to throw ten and a half or ten and a half on him or 
give up one of the other city assets because again doubling up on city players is an option bringing in Hyunmin Son is another option as well so what what do you guys think uh, Atwi uh, I'll take your view first before Hassan because Hassan already jumped the boat on that one <laughs> jumped the gun sorry Look, look, look. I was I was planning to get a United Assembly game with two, but then after seeing Crystal Palace, how they, did they play uh, versus uh, South, Southampton? And then uh, I realized that I, I'm not sure I want to go with United Asset, and I, I'm not sure they will pick up their form from last season directly, especially after they, like, they didn't have a proper preseason, and... Uh, and all of their assets are not, most of their assets are not as cheap as uh, last year. Uh, you, you can't like uh, get uh, a uh, 10.5 midfielder like Bruno, for example, and you haven't seen him yet uh, this, uh, this game. So I, I took a decision to uh, avoid United assets for at least game week two in order to see them. Uh, we were saying that you didn't see them play and this is why I. This is easy to say in hindsight. Uh, uh, we we all brought many people brought Son in game week one, and they didn't see him play before that, and he failed to do anything. No, well, Son had a preseason. He scored a couple of goals, and uh, I know it's not it's not as uh, as good as an EPL game, but at least he. He had a good preseason. He, he... Martial also scored on international duty. That doesn't say anything. What I'm saying is, Son failed in game week one, and in game week two he banged. So, is it is it fair to say that Martial is, is a bad asset right now? Or not, no, not Martial, no, I'm not, I'm not, Bruno. I'm not, but I'm, I did not say he's a bad asset. I think, I think with both of them, Son's numbers. He was one of the most uh, effective. Players in terms of Spurs offensively, even though they didn't really uh, pose that much of a threat during game week one. In game week two, he again the number the numbers speak for themselves when you go into them and you see what uh, what Son did. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Son had around four shots on target and he scored four goals in game week. In game week two, and in terms of game week one, the guys again, he's he's performing at somewhat of a consistent clip. He had two shots, one on target, he had three keys passes. The guy still did his thing. Uh, how efficient is he going to be going forward? Was that one of his peaks? I, again, it's really hard to yeah, beat my, this my game. My point week. was. But, about, about the United Assets, I'm not sure, I'm still not sure which one do I want, so I'm a bit holding now. I'm on hold. I want to see them play one more game, one, two games, and that's what I was trying to, uh, to tell uh, Hassan. That's fair enough. I, I, fair, fair. I get your point. What I'm saying is, it's easy to judge a player after he has played. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not judging. I, I judge the whole team. I understand. No, because many many people sold Son after game week one, and then they 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 live to regret that. Yeah. They, so, <laughs> so now I brought Martial in. Am I going to sell him just for one bad game week? I don't think so. Yeah. I guess one one team, one more team that most people are still deliberating and thinking about whether to stick or twist is Chelsea. 
because Chelsea had a they had an okay game week one. We saw Timo Werner rack up uh, an assist. Uh, his movement was one of the again he was one of the better Chelsea players in game week one offensively. Kai Havertz he didn't really have uh, much impact on both games. Uh, second game again a red card. I can understand that and it's a tactical substitution. But even in game week one. The attacking setup of uh, Frank Lampard's team looked quite a bit misguided, to say the least. Uh, now, uh, granted, uh, Chelsea do have a, do have a game against West Brom up next, and um, even though it's an away game, they could do quite a lot of damage. If I'm a Timo owner, and I'm not, I'm not claiming to be one. Uh, it would be very hard for me to take him out right now. What about you guys? Let's see. Atwick, give me your views. On Chelsea overall. Yes, yes. Well, look, Chelsea have a, had a very good game against Brighton and we all saw what happened against Liverpool with the red card and with the keep, with keeper's uh, uh, silly mistake. But uh, for me... I, I, I only own uh, Werner right now and I'm willing to, to keep him uh, because like I guess um, I guess they, they, they should or they, they first they have a couple of good fixtures. Second, he's he looked he looked good, he looked sharp, he looked um, like he played good in both games. Well he get he got two penalties eventually, but uh, and you have to take into, into consideration that Chelsea's team is not finalized yet. We're still waiting for uh, their injuries to, to uh, Pulisic and Hakim. And, Hakim. Uh, 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 and uh, they should be better defensively when Chilwell and Thiago Silva also start. So, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I was, I was going to captain him this week, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. Although it's against West Brom and West Brom have conceded uh, uh, eight goals uh, in, in game week one and two combined, so their defense—we uh, all saw like it, it's not the best out there, but uh, <laughs> it's a bit yeah, sloppy, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I was considering to, to to target them for for this game week, so. Look, we have to wait and see for the for the uh, for the likes of Harvard uh, and uh, and uh, Pulisic and and Hakim. But for me, Werner is staying in my team, and I'm expecting uh, a good return this uh, this game. What about you, uh, Hassan? Are you uh, thinking of getting rid of uh, getting rid of Werner this game week or what? The team was staying with him for now. Uh, I don't think we can quite judge. The Chelsea team as a whole, just yet. I mean, they had a good game against Brighton. It was not bad. Okay, not 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 everyone shined, but it was basically a good team. Bar Kepa. Uh, game week two, you cannot really judge. I mean, again, another two mistakes by a defender and a goalkeeper. Uh, the red card clearly changed the game. And Kepa's mistake again. Yeah, they had to they had to take Kai out, so that changed the whole thing exactly. as well. So how can we judge Kai even if he's, he's uh, 
mistaken now. I mean, we cannot judge them yet. We cannot say they're good or they're bad. The, the team is not ready yet. Most of the starting lineup is still injured, the, key, the big hitters for them. But Timo showed glimpses of really good movement inside the box, really good runs. He's not afraid to take shots. Uh, West Bromwich Albion have the highest XG conceded in the league up until now. Uh, I don't know why would anyone take Timo out right now unless they have a long-term plan on a wild card and they have other well, Timo has been sold heavily in the game week one and now uh, going to game week two and going to game week three. No, I'm, I'm pro Timo for now. I'm pro Timo. I'm giving him two, three game weeks until until I see that Chelsea really are not gelling and Frank Lampard getting the boot because they spent so much money on <laughs> getting results. Nah, I think, the, I think they'll still have some time to, to change things up again. Tiago Silva coming in would let that back line rest a bit. They could have a different view with his leadership and how he would organize the back line. Hakim, for me, is definitely a player that I want to see because he could let Kai drift more forward in a way. Uh, Christian uh, on the flank can do bits. We've all seen what he did in the previous season. So, uh, I think we all agree that it's a, a, a two-monitor time for Chelsea and the getting rid of Timo prior to this week would not be a wise decision, to say the least. Yes. I think another team that should be targeted would be uh, would be Fulham. Fulham's backline. Ah, man. Oh. Look, well, well, Fulham and Fulham Leeds and West Brom, all of them, their backlines weren't uh, good in the first couple of game weeks, and we could go target the uh, go target them and get the players from the teams that they are facing. Um, but uh, at least for, for me, like Leeds are still scoring, so at least if you have a uh, Leeds uh, attacker, uh, you can you could hold, but uh, and all like many of us have Mitro also, and we should uh, hold uh, on to him for another one week or two. But um, defensively, we should avoid for now, we should avoid the uh, the teams, uh, yeah, the small teams. I mean, if any of you saw in the Villa game. Matty Cash and Target had quite a bit of crosses during that game and they looked quite enticing. Going forward, they could be a prospect that we would look at. Uh, I personally see Target as someone that could be an option going forward as a, as a four and a half. Ailing game after game is showing that he's more of an attacking threat. Uh, not too sure about their clean sheet potential, but for four and a half, he's he might be as attacking as they can be. Uh, I'm thinking more of again from the promoted teams. Uh, Leeds have shown that they can attack, they can score. I'm not sh- I'm not really sure they can do that at a consistent clip. Uh, Bamford, I mean, uh, easy the this guy, man, this guy. I I don't know, man. I'm. The dude literally had, I think, one shot this game on target, and he scored. Uh, he had an assist. 
okay but um i don't think it's going to be a consistent a consistent uh, happening again with their games they have quite a bit of tough games coming up as well uh, i'm not, i'm i don't know man from from them from them lot going forward i'm not really sure uh, again it's more of an avoid until they prove me wrong i'd say I think this might be the boring guy in me, but uh, I'm not gonna be risking it at the moment. The thing with Leeds is they are they are good going forward. They're not bad, but who are you gonna get? See, the, the, the goals are spread amongst yeah, no Dage, yeah. Harrison, uh, Costa. Bamford. You're gonna get someone, and the other one will score. And for me, at, at this stage, until I see someone who's really on form and knocking them in uh, i don't know if i could invest in this well that's possible uh, i think also uh, you remind you remind me of something hassan uh, this season saw we've seen how many penalties up until now man Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, like, I remember, I, I can't... I, I can't go into penalties and discuss the penalty because this situation is going <laughs> to... No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's more so looking at how VAR has, VAR has changed. But at least for me, it's changed a lot how I construct my team uh, because you're thinking mentally and at least, again, This is my view on it. You need people that take pens, man. You need oh, them in your team. Uh, whether it's a normal thing or whether it's a Che Adams versus a Danny Ings decision. Che Adams has had stats that almost equal Ings. Ha But again, if, if you remember the the ball that he had near near Guita and the Crystal Palace, it was such an unlucky, such an unlucky I one. I think he's the unluckiest dude in FPL at this moment. Yeah. yeah. He had three shots from point blank, and he failed to score any. Um, yeah, and he, he fell in price because of that. I think Jay Adams could be valuable coming, coming forward. Uh, but talking about get... penalties, yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of penalties so far, and VAR had a lot to say about penalties. So strategizing around penalty takers is not a bad uh, You're, I'll piggyback off that and say the funniest thing throughout the whole entire game week, I think the whole entire two game weeks is Andre Ayu and the penalty and the retake. And I'm like, that should not be okay. <laughs> that should, I mean, no, because you have hundreds of people on FPL and they were, they were like... Zaha's not going to take this. Oh God, I hope he misses. And then they retake and I'm like, and we have people like, All of us in our own groups, in our own societies. Yeah. How many people were celebrating Zaha taking that penalty, man? <laughs> Hassan, take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. I mean, just imagine you're the Heya owner at this point. Just imagine that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, uh, another, another point on penalties, we all know, like... Uh, I'm not sure if you have noticed, they, they changed the rule of handball this season. So now any, uh, like, any defender who has his hand outstretched at any position and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the ball may, may deflect and hit his hand, it's a penalty. We, we saw it in, um, in the in game of, uh, game, Spurs game. 
they give they gave a penalty against Doherty, uh, and uh, it was really nonsense. But now it's that's that's the new rule. And this, yeah, this will increase the number of penalties each uh, each game week, uh, in my opinion. See, this is my problem with VAR. If you're gonna go VAR, go consistent. I mean, if you're talking about this new rule, talking about VAR, Suchak should have had a penalty that was clear as day. So talking about VAR and penalties, it just needs to be more consistent. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I get you. It's more of just generalizing everything and not everything. Be this is a special case and that one's another case. Uh, you brought up Suchek and that's uh, that's a good five mil midfielder. Um, the dude is unlucky not to re have registered points until until now. Um, for me, I have Matias at the moment, Matias Pereira, and um, at six mil. I might be looking at someone else. I, I'm, I know he get, he got me a goal and assist, but going forward and seeing Podence change things up a bit, uh, especially with Jota leaving, he might be one. Suchek has been unlucky. Uh, that's the least that I that's that's what I can say. But um, I think uh, I think we've also had so many different. Uh, Red card cases as well. Uh, with me, the Bisuma one is <laughs> the Egan one was terrific. I mean, <laughs> the Egan one is well, yeah, yeah, that was that was. I mean, the Sheffield United uh, guys, Lundstrom and Egan, were in the negative zone. I think it was really pleasing for their owners. Uh, what else? <laughs> You're such a yeah. uh, but again. I guess that's... Let's talk a bit about the trap that is called uh, St. Maximin. I mean, what do you guys think of the guy? Yeah, personally, I've I've gone away from that. Thank God. I'm Again, I'm, a, I'm as boring as they come. If the guy takes set pieces, I'm going to go for that. I'll pay an extra. I don't know how much for that, it. That headband was a true trap. <laughs> no, no. Look, look. I watched, I watched him a lot last season. He's a, he's a good player, but his end product or his FPL end product wa wasn't there. And uh, I was expecting to be uh, this to be the case also this season. And that's why I did not uh, go with him. I was initially going with Armstrong as my 5.5 midfielder, and then uh, after knowing that he's injured, I upgraded him to Pereira because I just didn't want uh, uh, some maximum. So, uh, but now he's also injured, and and there is good uh, like couple of good midfielders at five five point five who um, who should, could be his replacement in, in our teams. Plus the Fraser transfer, I mean, he could really yeah. be in, his minutes could be in risk right now. Uh, yeah, I, th I don't I see think any all, value on this guy. I think all of us are still waiting on the Wolves issue how Podence versus Neto is going to be a thing uh, because from the again statistically they're quite near in terms of let's say crosses in the first game and the second game Podence did pass the eye test for me I quite like Podence but uh, next K KDB <laughs> <laughs> I mean again <laughs> the, the Mag versus KDB should give them extra points I'd say exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, it was really good against the City I think for the short run Podence could be a good asset but I'm not sure his future is safe with, with, yes. with, with Semedo and Traore going back to where he plays 
and Neto being there, uh, I'm not sure. It, 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 it's risky, it's risky. Yeah. But for the short run, I don't see any problem with going for I think, I think as well, we need to factor in the transfer window taking place because Villa, for example, they brought in Watkins and they brought, like, recently, and the lad's actually been decent up top. He, he was unlucky not to score on the weekend. Mm. Um, but Wolves, again, with Semedo coming in now, uh, United, more talk. I think we'll, we'll more talk with Tellers. Uh, tell us, as someone, I'm. I definitely. We are all looking forward to uh, for him to to start this... to, to come in. See if he comes in. If he comes in and takes pens, this is gonna be, remind me of Leighton Baines, man. This is gonna remind me of Leighton Baines. There's no the... way anyone is taking. There's no way taking. Man, no, no, no. Wait, wait. I was I was still playing FPL when Leighton Baines was taking corners, free kicks, and penalties. The dude was the only defender. He was everything. He was everything. The guy, I never captained a defender in a non, in a non game week other than him throughout ten years. And the dude was literally one week. He didn't get me a clean sheet, but he get he got me eleven points doubled up into twenty two. And I'm like, yeah, this is my guy. Ellis was linked with the Wolves at one point, and I was really hoping that move would go on. I mean, for Wolves, I think he would be able to take penalties. I don't think Jimenez is as nailed as Bruno on pens. But Telles is a good option. Uh, for the assist, for his the assist, value is there, yes. man. I, he but scored if, eight. If they're going to price him based on his penalty record, that's going to be a big problem. I guess if he came, if he comes to United, so he's going to be at six. Maybe uh, Point five, uh, that's sure. too much for me. I don't, that's know. I don't know. Unless, again, uh, with pricing, if we, guys, we started having issues with pricing. What about Gareth Bale and what about Region? Let's let me let me throw that bone out there. Let's um, see. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I'm not. I'm, yeah, it's a wait and see for Gareth Bale. I don't think he's fit at all. He needs a couple of weeks, and when he comes back and start playing well, then I think of him. But at nine point five. And I can easily prefer Son over him. Now concerning Gregidon, I thought he's also a bit expensive at five at five point five. I guess, like to be fair, he should be priced uh, should have been priced at five. But we all know. Uh, uh, I, so. I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know. As, Thing as, is, as a as a Davis owner, Atwi, what are you gonna do with Davis? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna wait to see if Mourinho is gonna play three at the back or four at the back. So if he's gonna be three at the back, uh, I think I think Davis will play as a left centre back. Uh, but and he he will continue. Uh, like I'm still waiting uh, Spurs to uh, uh, pick up a clean sheet, but uh, <laughs> that's we're, a shot. we're all waiting for that. Yeah, but if. Uh, uh, Mourinho uh, bench Davis and decide to play uh, uh, with four at the back with Reguilon at his left back. So uh, I'm, of course, I'm uh, I'm gonna search uh, for another defender. But for now, at least for this game week, I'm I'm still uh, playing playing Davis. I think for me personally, once once Gareth Bale is fit and he's back. I know he's had uh, a run with injuries back at Real Madrid. 
I'm quite again. Maybe this is the the old lad in me. Maybe this is I a nostalgic. I think think it, thing is, I can never get that hat trick against Aston Villa out of my head. See, that's like, the if problem. I see Gareth, that's the problem. I, I really need to. Again, the stats may say one thing, and I'm a stats guy, and as much as the next guy. But man, see, I think I the guy who priced him at 9.5 was thinking the same as you. So, that's, that's I mean, come on, man, come on. He was at one point. If you didn't have Gareth Bale in your team in FPL, the guy you played would be more golf suicide. than football. The guy played more golf than football in the past two years. I, I don't see oh, why. I don't know, man. So, I, look, look, look. He could he could come back to to to, to the old Bale that we know, but. Uh, we not we should not jump on him directly after uh, after like his oh, seeing him training with the team or uh, or seeing him selected in the in the, in the squad. Definitely, I'm not saying I'm not saying jump on right away. I'm saying of course you're gonna watch and see him actually line up and how will Spurs change their exactly. stage their team. But again, man, it's just the. The, know, the, the, memories, the memories, the memories, the everything yeah. that Bale brought yes. to, to Premier League and to FPL. So uh, Elias is being nostalgic right now. Yeah, exactly. Man, I come on, I, 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 I really, like, you can't, you can't knock me on that, man. You can't. Maybe, maybe when he's back, and maybe he would have dropped in price by then because people have bought him already, surprisingly. So maybe he, he could drop in price and become a really good asset in the future. We don't know, but for now, uh, I mean, let's wait and see. Son is for me is. Much more so, Son is the standout at the minute, but you'd expect him to rise. You'd expect him to to grow. But it is it is a, it is a thing for to discuss for the future. I guess that's about it for topics that we've talked about, guys. Um, for everybody I, listening, for everybody yeah, listening, yeah, I guess we should. But just no, uh, talk a bit about Everton. We, yeah, we they have great pictures. And they have three main assets. So James, uh, DCL, and Richardson. And Dean. What do you think? We don't, we don't want to forget Dean also. Mm. I'm talking, okay, Lucas. of course, of course. Dean at the back. Mm. And if we're going to choose one attacking forward from them, what do you think? Which one? If we yes. can, if you can double up now, maybe I can double up now. There's a lot of other options, but... Well, let, 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 let me, let, I'll say, I'll say what I'll say. I took out Kai and brought in James because of his uh, assist potential. The lad's XA is through the roof. Uh, but uh, go, the forward option is a more difficult uh, decision to make than the midfielder option. The midfielder option, he's the guy. Uh, and at that price point, at seven and a half, there's nobody in the whole of FPL that... L- that's performing at his rate. Up top between DCL and Richarlison is um, a decision that I've not thought about, to be fair. I'm trying to avoid thinking about this uh, at the minute. Both are viable options. I'd say if you... It really does depend on what you can do with the extra money. It really does. Because DCL right now is more of a a 7.5 you need to consider, not a 7.2. Because that... 0.3 0.3 is very at the beginning very... of the season. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's a you lot. Can it's do a nothing. Lot. You can do nothing with it. It's a 0.5 swing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's such a thing. What about you? Uh, what about you, Hassan? What do you think? Uh, Ames Rodriguez is, is a happy guy right now. He's back with, <laughs> the, with, his, with his Carlo Ancelotti. He's happy. He's playing well. He's really underpriced. 
Uh, Everton seemed to be a good team attacking-wise. Uh, Allen has really fortified their midfield. Hamas is given freedom to roam around the box to shoot. I think if I would pick one asset from Everton, it would be Hamas. A close second would be Calvert-Lewin, based on his price. I need We need to admit that he's been really lucky with his goals so far. But at his price and the quality around him, I don't see why anyone would, would not I want think the on, I think the only guy that would disagree, disagree with you out of emotion would be Atwe among us. <laughs> he does not like this year at the moment. Yeah. No, he doesn't, li- he doesn't like him at all. No. No, really. Look, I've chosen as, as a differential for the, from the beginning because I saw everyone's fixtures are good. And yeah, maybe he got lucky in one goal or two, but the guy is, is really uh, taking his chances. And, uh, and Everton as a team are really better than last season and are creating more chances now. So we are expecting, I'm expecting uh, him to uh, consistently deliver over the next uh, few games. And that's why um, uh, I guess He's my guy from from an, uh, from the Everton uh, attack. But would you? But would you double up though? That's the question. Because uh, yeah, it, it depends. It depends. For me, for me, double up now is not an option because of the structure of my midfield. So, but if you're searching for a for a seven point five midfielder, then yeah, go for the biggest of course. I'm I'm not. Like I have now Manny, Ton, and Ramyang along with Pereira, so I don't have that 7.5 uh, flexibility. Uh, yeah, yeah, price range that I need a player to uh, to, uh, to to fit in. So uh, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if double up strategy uh, on Everton is, is is good because there's still a lot of other options. So uh, maybe if you want to go double up, you can go with Dini, but okay as a I'm defensive against, one, yeah. yeah, as a defensive one because you know, as a defensive one. But the guy has a really really good stats at the first two games. So he had he had really I guess five five key passes in the in the, in the second game week alone or, or yeah he had like he had thirteen crosses and beginning. And he was very, very unlucky this game week. You remember the cross, the cross that came in for Richarlison, that one from the from the free kick. As long as he's on set pieces, he's going to be decent value. He was really, really again, and he's outperforming Coleman in every single game. But again, yeah. you feel like when you own, when you own. Dini, you're not owning a uh, you're not owning a defensive asset. You're more owning a someone that can be a TAA, but not at TAA's uh, rate yeah, of success. Yeah, if you mean. yeah, exactly. Plus, we still have to wait and see who's gonna take bans for Everton. I mean, if Hamas yeah, is on bans, um, uh, again, I think I said I think I said this uh, among us in private before. If James shoots pens. I might be the happiest guy on planet Earth, and I will be starting the the official James Rodriguez bandwagon. I'll be I'll be I'll be the driver over there. But <laughs> um, James, for me, a possible Dini double up would be something 
for me to consider, but I need to decide if I'm going to keep TAA or not. Because Liverpool, they got a clean sheet against uh, a, t- a 10-man side in Chelsea. And the first game week, they really d- looked very unorganized in the back. So, And their games defensively aren't that great. Uh, I'm not too sure TAA is uh, going to be in my side for the foreseeable future. Uh, decisions, 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 and that's how FPL goes, I guess. What about you, Hassan? Well, I'm stuck with two Liverpool defenders, so hearing that you're gonna, you're gonna, you're keeping with that man. You're keeping with that. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that they will deliver 400 points at the end of the season. So I'll oh just, boy, I'll that's just leave them there. Oh I'm boy, leave them there and collect 400 points at the end of the season. Uh, I'll try to fit everything else around them. That's of course that's my position right now. Things could change. I mean, Dean is a really good option. But for now, I'm keeping. I mean, they're, they're good. Their better fixtures have started now. They played Chelsea. Leeds were really aggressive against them. They were lucky to get out with a clean sheet. Remember that Alisson saved the penalty. Uh, but I think going forward, they should get better chances at a clean yeah. sheet. Robertson has been phenomenal. Much better than TAA until now. So... For now, I'm holding. I'm gonna keep with my strategy and see where it takes me. If, if I fall behind too much, I might pivot from that. I think for the upcoming game week, we have one one question that we need to address, and it's the question that we always ask ourselves before before the game week uh, starts. And who are we looking at for captaincy? I mean, <laughs> both of you know I, I, I get a call from the Masons before the game week starts and they tell me who to put in. I mean, we have a quick chat, but uh, I guess Atwi, take it from there, man. Who are you going for for the captaincy? Or, or at least who are you thinking about? Well, there's... I'm not going uh, this L again, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what you say now, but you never know. That's what you say yeah. now, but... <laughs> that's what I said last week too, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, uh, realistically, I'm looking at two players. Uh, Son against Newcastle at home. And uh, Werner against West Bromwich uh, away. Now, look. I don't think Son will hold again this week. Not uh, Newcastle want to play like uh, Southampton. Southampton were playing a very very high line, and uh, that's the switch that uh, Mourinho made between Kane and Son. So Kane dropped back a bit, and Son started uh, running behind the Southampton defense, and and easily could have scored more than uh, four goals. So. Uh, I don't think Newcastle will be playing the same, in the same way. So, uh, I'm not sure Son, maybe he will score, but he will not, uh, I don't think he will hold again. Uh, like, uh, so, on the other side, Chelsea and Werner. So, I'm convinced, I don't know, my gut tells me that Werner will score this week. And that's why I may end up captaining, captaining, captaining him. So uh, I'm still not decided, but it's gonna be one of these two. I what think, about you? Uh, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the decision to take to put uh, Werner captain 
it's not as much as you're convinced of Werner as much as West Brom look horrible defensively. Exactly. You have to look at the fixtures and the form. Werner was okay on the first two game, week, game weeks. Uh, he made the runs. Well, Chelsea weren't uh, lucky, especially versus Liverpool, because of what happened. So I'm expecting them to bounce back this week. And they are facing the West Brom, who considered eight goals uh, during the first two games. So okay. that's, that's how I'm looking at it. What about you, Hassan? Uh, for me, I think uh, it's between three players. It's because Salah is always captaincy choice, especially at home. And he's playing uh, an Arsenal side that is okay. He, they they progressed a bit defensively, but they're still Arsenal in the end. And Salah is still Salah. Uh, Werner, Werner is looking to get off the mark. He's been his his stats, his his runs has been perfect. Uh, there's no better side to face if you want to get off the mark than West Bromwich Albion at the moment. Uh, Son, I would have gone for Son if the home factor was as powerful as it, it is without COVID. So I'm not really factoring in the home factor right now for Son. Uh, I'm leaning towards Timo at the moment. Maybe that's a bit of a risk, but he should get off the mark and I'm following my instincts right now. All right. Uh, for me... Uh, it really, I mean, it really, it, guys, I'll be very honest. It really does depend on my conversation with the Masons. Uh, I need to, I need to keep that in check. But um, it's more of if I own Son, if I own Son, um, with that run of form and with the consistent stats, he's he would be an option if I take out Oba. Uh, at the minute, without any transfers being done, I guess I have Kane and Salah. Kane again, the guys on pens. Salah, the guys on pens. You can't really go wrong with them. Salah has a, I believe, in seven games against Arsenal, he scored six goals, four assists, something like that. I'm not really sure. But that's a decent record to look at when you're, when you're considering giving him the armband against Arsenal. Kane, again, will if he's going to stick in that not pure nine role, I've never seen him get four assists before. It's not something that you've equate to uh, in terms of key passes. But it's more so me remembering that Newcastle conceded three goals to Brighton, and I'm like, okay, this is also a thing that I need to take a look at. There's one thing to, if... to note about Kane. I mean, uh, the way he played, and Mourinho's comments about him after the game convinced me that he's going to play this role more often because he said that he was man of the match, although Son played, yeah. scored four goals. That yeah. was, that, I don't think Son was really happy to hear that. But in any case, Kane, <laughs> Kane, I think he's gonna he's gonna play this role more often based on what I saw from Mourinho's comments. Uh, it depends. It depends. If, if Newcastle sit at the sit and wait for uh, Tottenham to come at them, yeah. I'm not sure how or even if Spurs will score that game. So uh, it's 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 really tough. Um, 
We don't, we don't know what Steve Bruce is, is hiding from us. He's hiding St. Maximin on the bench. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the player I f I fear not owning in terms of captaincy this week would definitely have to be someone from Chelsea, uh, him and Son as well. Someone from there and Son. Uh, for me, Son's numbers really really there 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 there's something man there's something. Uh, if I owned him, I would give him the armband this week. Pre-Mason talk, guys. Just pre-Mason talk. You would prefer Son on Timo? This week, yes. Personally. This week, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I haven't seen Timo get that brace. I haven't seen Timo say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in a couple of assists and a goal. Uh, Son, at least he's shown me historically at Spurs that he can get a big hole. Uh, again, that's maybe me and again, that may be the boring guy in me. But I prefer to work with what I've seen rather than what I can project for the future. What about uh, United and City assets? Are they uh, good for captaincy this week? Well, City have, uh, have to play um, at home and United travels, travel to, to, to Brighton. So... Uh, Brighton, again, United, I'm not sure many would be willing to give the armband to someone from United uh, based on their performance from game week one. Uh, I would be very, very, very... Again, I'd have to take a risk that no one else would have to take. Uh, it's oh, more so oh. as well not captaining someone that's as owned as Salah, for example, as owned as... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Son? I don't know. Not for me. City against Leicester. Leicester haven't been that formidable at the back. They're letting goals against both Burnley and Burnley aren't that great away from home. And uh, West Brom or West Brom, to be fair. So, uh, I don't know. I don't I know. Think, what about I you, Hassan? What do you I think, think owning an United asset at the moment is risk enough. I don't think anyone <laughs> but uh, yeah City versus Leicester if I had a City asset that's not Foden of course I would captain yeah I think yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is, is, is a good captaincy yeah. option this, uh, this oh week. okay yeah. I mean who do you who do you take from them two uh, if you had if you had to choose one of those two KDB or Son who do you pick Hassan oh it's easy it's KDB for sure uh, you you still love your penalty takers, man. Yeah. And Atwi, what would you? Who do you take? No, I'll go for some this week. Uh, as a captaincy choice, you mean? Yeah, over from them two, from those two. As a, as a player or the, or the captain? Captaincy choice, captaincy. Captaincy choice. choice right? I'll probably go with the son this week. Ah, again, yeah. I think you're leaning towards the Spurs side of things as well, and. Ah, he, he the really guy just scored 24 points. I can't, so I can't say <laughs> no to him. I mean, I can't really argue with that, to be fair. I can't yes, really uh, you mentioned something about Burnley. Uh, did any of you guys watch Burnley? Yes. Did you guys see that Taylor was really good? Oh, but, uh, going forward, you mean? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, forward. Going forward. Uh, even Chris Wood is an option. He is. Fair. He is. But uh, I speak about point. Taylor because he had... 
he had two chances created, really big chances. One of them was an assist. Plus, Burnley, on the long run, when their key defenders are back, should be more solid at the back. At 4.5, Taylor, I mean, he could be I mean, a champion. I own the guy, so I can't really disagree with you on that one. What, what is one that I'm looking at in case uh, Wilson doesn't, again, doesn't really rack up the numbers? Uh, I mean, Wood who had an appeal for a handball or a foul on the weekend, he was a bit, he was a bit fortunate not to have anything called against him. But he's done it uh, time after time. We've seen him. They have a over decent, his, uh, They have a decent run, but yeah, no, that could be overlooked. Um, I mean, in that in that price bracket, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what will happen with Tankovsky. If he if he stays, then I'm definitely considering uh, Benny defenders again. If he doesn't, uh, I'm not sure I will, or at least I will see if they, what uh, what kind of replacement they will they will uh, they will get. So what about what what about up top? What about up top and the price bracket again? In the Look, budget, I've never, I've never considered a Burnley uh, <laughs> attacker in, 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 in all of these uh, previous years. Uh, I, I'm not sure. There's, I guess there's, there's other good options at, at their price points at six and six to six point five. Who do you, who do you, who do you go for? Like Mitrovic aside, Mitrovic aside, because obviously you own. Uh, who do you, who do you go for? Let's say seven and below. Seven, now Calvert-Lewin is not considered anymore, right? Of course, Calvert-Lewin is basically a seven and a half at the minimum. Yeah, right. So, look, for me, uh, as I said, Mitrovic could be an option. Wilson is another good option. Uh, Antonio, I would consider Antonio over, over, over. Even Bernie. with their games. Even with no, their games. I, I'm talking now, look, if, uh, no, not even so- with their games, but uh, maybe, maybe also Adams. Uh, maybe uh, I'm not sure. Uh... The thing is, thing is, yeah. When you're picking one of those, one of those forwards, there is a huge element of risk because they are budget forwards for a reason. You're yeah. not getting the luxury of uh, an Ings that has done what he's done during his stay at Southampton. I mean, again, you're paying two and a half million to secure penalties. That's the difference between Ings and Che. <laughs> but uh, for me, from the players that I've already brought in, uh, I'm, uh, I'd say Mitrovic is my guy. Uh, penalties for that price is, is great. Uh, I'm not... Wood is someone I would definitely look at. Especially with me having Wilson and Wilson, uh, the second game against uh, the second game against uh, B- B- I believe uh, it was Brighton, if I'm not right. mistaken. Uh, he went missing. <laughs> he went missing. But I couldn't find him. Newcastle, when Newcastle went missing, and that's, <laughs> you can't expect them to be as good as they were in the first game week each game. So uh, that's a that's a problem in general with all the. Uh, budget forward. I would say so as well. Can we talk about uh, the goalkeeper problem at the moment? Oi, 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 oi. 
Man, this is McCarthy. I mean, this is hard take, man. This do, is do you think take. he could be dropped? I mean, he's not playing great, and Forster is right there waiting to pounce. I'll tell you something. If the dude, if the dude is dropped, you'll see agony everywhere. But then again, I'd remind myself he wasn't giving me points anyway. So, I mean, it would be really ironic if a goalkeeper would push me to press the wildcard button. I would really, oh, I would no, really hate no, that. No, 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 yeah, definitely not. I, I think, I think, uh, with the pricing at the minute. I'm still waiting to watch more of uh, Aston Villa defensively because the red card against Sheffield might have skewed a lot of defensive numbers uh, and definitely hurt the attacking numbers for uh, Sheffield. Uh, but uh, Martinez at four and a half could be someone uh, to look at. I usually set and then forget with my goalkeepers. I rarely pay more than nine over. Nine between my starting goalkeeper and myself, but um, I think we're starting to see that the four and a half and four is a bit outdated, and we might have to upgrade to a four and a five soon. This could be a thing. Elias, I don't know how. I mean, how like many man, how many clean sheets in the league so far? I mean, I think two: Liverpool and uh, Brighton so far. Newcastle, Newcastle as well. Newcastle well, uh, I don't know. For me, for me, uh, I don't think I'll jump the gun yet on Ast- on having an Aston Villa goalkeeper. Um, I mean, you'd have to assume at this point that Martinez is going to start week in and week out. You're not going to pay that much money to bring in someone and no, he will, the he guy. Will, he will. Oh, he's he's nailed. And but I'm that... hoping, and I'm hoping uh, that Southampton could fix their problems this uh, this week. Uh, they they don't have a Carabao Cup game, and they they have a whole week maybe to assess and fix their defensive problems. I'm I'm not I'm not sure McCarthy will start picking up clean sheets. Maybe not against Burnley. Maybe against West Brom in game week four. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, looking at the other 4.5 options, I'm not seeing unless McCarthy is dropped, he's staying in uh, my team. Uh, and I'm not seeing uh, other teams that could uh, pick up much clean sheets. Uh, I mean, Ryan, Ryan. I mean, Ryan got one this week, but he won't be doing that consistently. Ryan is the safe boarding option if you want to go safe. Yes. I mean, you're gonna depend on Ryan to get you saves. You're looking at Ryan for saves more yeah, than exactly. anything. Mesley hasn't racked up. Mesley has, I mean, he's conceded quite a bit. Uh, Ariola at Fulham, I think the guy, he came from PSG and he, he looked at the situation. I'm like, this is way too unorganized for me. <laughs> but you could see. Ariola is a good goalkeeper, but Fulham is a, is a, is a mess at the back. They're a mess at the back. They're a mess he, at the back. He, can I think... be, he can be Buffon and uh, he will still concede goals at the Fulham side. 
I think Fulham are also in talks with uh, uh, with a centre back from the Italian league to bring him in as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, I think they'll they're gonna try and address that situation. Uh, Ariola is again he played at PSG for a reason, and um, I would say he's someone that can get us clean sheets going forward. I'm not sure uh, Fulham can. That's the issue. Let's hope. Let's wait and see. Uh, I think a lot of teams are still trying to finish up business in the window. A lot of question marks and. Uh, you, you... This is the main reason I'm holding my wild card. The transfer window is one of the biggest reasons I'm holding. Two weeks, uh, two two more weeks, and much could happen. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think the, the teams that have uh, even today Villa, uh, Villa with their uh, Villa with their uh, acquisition of Bertrand Traore, that's another one. Uh, Villa going forward with one goal scored. I like them going forward with Graylish. Uh, Graylish was very unlucky not to score. He was very very. I watched the game. I watched the game. Uh, Watkins looked decent as well. Let's see how they they. Sh- Get some form going forward, and Burke was a nice surprise for Atri, wasn't it? Ah. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't see that coming. To be fair, I did not see that coming. Atri did. <laughs> what exactly? Burke, Burke, Burke up top. Oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, when I when I first uh, heard uh, Chris Wilder's uh, comments on him when he signed him. And I looked at his price. He was 4.5 uh, midfielder, and I expected him to 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 get more to get more starts. And I'm hoping he will be uh, starting week in week out. I'm not sure about it, but uh, yeah, uh, he he he's, he could be a good option to look at uh, at the 4.5 midfielders. Maybe to cover some some or to rotate with with another forward or another midfielder. The coming uh, game is. Okay. Uh, I guess we've talked about most topics. Uh, have we forgotten anything, guys? Uh, no, actually, is there yeah, anything? We, we added some more topics, and I think, yeah. Uh, I guess next time we'll get some interactions from people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll try to uh, get some more questions, see what would people want us to discuss. Uh, for any of the listeners, if you have any suggestions for this, again, we're not experts at podcasting, but we're trying to work something out. What would you guys want to hear about going forward? Please share with either one of us or share on the share on the at uh, at FPL Expats Pod as well on Twitter. And uh, thank you, Hassan and Hassan, for joining and. Thank you to thank you everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, see you guys next week and have a good afternoon. <laughs>